The Spanish announce table. 347 episodes deep of the Spanish announce table. And Tom, this might be the biggest week slash weekend, week and a half of pro wrestling that we've experienced as a general whole. Since the start of this show, what, eight-plus years ago now? Man, oh, man, what a week. Definitely. We've had some some upticks with, you know, back in the day, NWL, Metro Pro. Uh, we've, we've talked about some Journey Pro, but this was our first time experiencing Glory Pro Woo. in St. Louis. We, again, as you, as longtime listeners will, will know, or you've listened to the last couple episodes, we sponsored a match at glory pro it was stallion rogers versus ricky shane page which what a hard-hitting affair this was a knockdown drag out fight ricky shane page not going necessarily the death match route but obviously still being physical stallion rogers with head butts that just make you cringe but obviously are very effective these two just behemoths got into the ring and went at it we got to see stallion rogers pick up the victory in our first ever sponsored glory pro wrestling match so we are very excited to see that then on top of that we got to see eddie kingston taking on paco we saw davy richards we got to meet eddie kingston uh tim as you just alluded to look at that signed photo uh, so that was, that was amazing. But before I give into my hot take here or my, uh, recap, what did you think about going to glory pro this we have, we've been to Metro pro Metro pro was awesome. So it was, you know, the NWL shows, we had a good time there and, and journey pros and all of these things. Uh, glory pro amazing. goes hard, man. They go hard. That was an event, man. They had names. They had great wrestling from even the people that maybe you didn't know walking in the door if it was your first mm-hmm. time, like some of us. Um, uh, it was great. And then they hooked you to come back, and they're still hooking you. You know what I mean? Even post-event, Tom? I mean, it's great. I love Yeah, it. so let's talk a little bit about that. Eddie Kingston, uh, he did pick up the victory over Paco, but then he even called out in the ring. He, he wasn't even done sweating and he picked up the microphone and he called out Davey Richards. So we have that to look forward to in a glory pro wrestling ring coming to you soon. But it was announced today on their social media at we are glory pro, uh, Davey Richards, October 3rd in St. Louis for glory pro will be taking on the legend Minoru Suzuki in St. Louis. Uh, which is amazing. And we didn't even mention that on site there we saw Allie Catch wrestle. Uh, oh, and, my goodness. And we got a picture with Warhorse. Warhorse. Warhorse kicks all the ass. Warhorse. I, I, I will say this until I'm red in the face. That is the love child of the Road Warriors and Surfer Sting. In person, he was everything and more. He was we awesome. We even got to see in person the opponents of Alpha Omega, friends of the show, when we interviewed them about the Black Wrestlers Matter show, the first one a couple years ago. Yeah. They were taking on the tag team Technical Difficulties, which we took a liking to that name because that's our secondary name of this podcast is Technical Difficulties. Indeed it so is. So that was really yeah. fun to watch. It was so much fun. And then, as I mentioned, kind of uh, in a drive-by here, but we'll go into a little bit more, we met Eddie Kingston. How great was Eddie Kingston? Oh, Eddie Kingston was super cool. Like, just felt like every dude you've ever met, right? Like, the, oh like my that God. guy was a cool dude, Eddie Kingston. So the fun story there is, uh, as he's signing my autograph here, which maybe I can find that here in just a 
a moment. Oh, I'm sorry. This is my uh, Dr. Britt Baker. I'm sorry. I forgot I got that. And then, uh, and then oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is when I met uh, oh. Dr. Britt Baker. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let yep. me, uh, yep. Yep. Did my... you meet Dr. Britt Baker? Uh, oh, I'm you... sorry. This oh. is my signed War Horse, War Horse yep. photo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Eddie Kingston. Can you believe that I did all of this since the last episode, by the way? <laughs> and I met 50 Cent last night. Life is fun. Hey, now that you said 50 Cent, shout out to the chat. You can join in on the chat at Theop75. Is it Theop75 says, yeah. 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 I, you said, yeah, like Little John, maybe? Yeah. I wanted to uh-huh. ask T-Mac if he asked 50 Cent, when is his next game coming out? Did you ask him? I did not ask him that. No. So uh, I'll focus I'll on his that cognac in a Let's right get into- now. Yeah, so let's talk about Eddie Kingston first, oh, and then I'll tell you my quick Eddie little Kingston. 50 Cent story. Oh, Eddie Kingston. So I got my autograph uh, from Eddie Kingston, and as he's signing the autograph and I'm getting my picture with him, which thank you, Tim, for taking that photo, um, I said, hey, man, thank you so much for giving my friend some good matches early on in his career. And he's like, well, who's your friend? And I was like, Sharkbait. And he's like, oh, tell him to text me. Tell him to text me. Next time I'm in town, I'll come to his gym because Sharkbait could not come to the gym because and he is opening up his own gym. You said it a lot more subdued than he did. He said, like, you tell, text me. It was like, you yeah, didn't have yeah. a choice, Tom. He was like, you tell well, him to text so, me. <laughs> so what I did is I one-upped him. I said, okay, you want to go with that? After he got through and kind of went into uh, a little bit of a, a pause in his autograph session and, and, and photo mm-hmm. session with uh, the meet and greet, I walked up to him. I FaceTimed Sharkbait, and I said, hey, Eddie. And I just showed him the phone, and they're FaceTime. The three of us were just hanging out. It's Sharkbait, Eddie Kingston, and me. Just, hey, yeah, you were the cameraman. Yeah, I was the cameraman, yeah. but I got in there a couple of times. Yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I think, and, and also, credit Eddie Kingston. Uh, it cannot be said enough when pro wrestlers, fans, anyone shares our content. We are grateful to each and every one of you who likes any of our tweets, likes our Facebook, likes our, likes our Instagram, any of that stuff. But also, if you share that, it is just, it warms our heart. And Eddie Kingston, of all people, retweeted us, put a Live video that site. I made. Yeah, put a video that I made into his uh, Instagram uh, story, or excuse me, post. So credit to Eddie Kingston for being, like you just said, one of the most solid dudes we've ever met in pro wrestling. Great guy. Cannot believe how awesome he is. And when you're done watching this podcast, for those of you watching it live, all 75,000 of you, I believe, um, Mm -hmm. when you're done, go check out some of the videos if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, We've got a crazy, uh, passionate speech about the indies and wrestling fans that Eddie Kingston gives at Glory Pro. And it's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, So, yes, uh, Theo, to answer about 50 Cent, Mm -hmm. though, real quick side story here before we get into uh, the money Mm -hmm. Well, you talk about pro wrestling, you talk about 50 Cent. I mean, it goes hand in hand. It's a hand-in-glove kind of fit, you know what I mean? I know what you Uh, mean. Got to meet 50 Cent at a grocery store in 2021, which is just hilarious. Um, It was Full-on grocery store. Like, that's the only thing this thing is. Yeah, that's the only thing this thing is. Yeah, it's a high V. It's not like a Brahms where you also get, which it wouldn't be better, maybe. But (laughs) (laughs) 50 Cent, it's better at a high V than a Brahms. I'll give him that. So, we go through the line, and, and... 
I've always told people this, when you go to meet these celebrities, some of the best moments isn't even meeting the celebrities, it's waiting in the line. And I know you're like, waiting in the line, how is that fun? Well, because everyone's eager to meet the person, so then they're sharing stories, they're uh, saying, like, for example, in the 50 Cent line, there are people rapping some of their uh, 50s verses out loud, and it's like, what meant a lot to them? There was some love connections, where guys were introducing themselves to girls, it was the fun fun time just waiting in line but then we get to meet 50 cent first off uh, credit to him for treating covid seriously you have to spray down your hands uh you do get to take off your mask to to meet him which with eddie kingston he kept his mask on which credit to him again do not care either way um but you spray down your hands you hand your phone to someone they spray down your phone and then i got lucky because i caught 50 cent kind of in a hey let me take a second so I got in there and he's like, one second. And so he gets a drink of water and he's like, what's up, man? And so like, I had this like prolonged yeah, interaction while he was like, yeah, yeah, right. While he was like, okay, all right, cool. And then yeah. Tim, it's like, let me shake the, the Missouri city. off me a little bit real quick. Well, here. Let me get that. Off I'm the biggest quick. idiot in the world because <laughs> I don't know what to do here. You said it. So it's COVID, right? And so I go in for a fist bump thinking like, we don't want to shake hands because it's COVID, right? Right. So I go for a fist bump and then he goes for the like, handshake oh, and so no. he ends up like hugging my hand oh. and i was like fuck and then i was like hey man and so i like i instantly unlet my hand and then we did the thing he's like okay cool and i was like hey appreciate you coming out he's like thank you so much and uh and then they took the picture and i was like hey thank you again and he's like yeah man uh great to be here and i was like all right have a good one and then i left so i didn't get a chance to ask him any questions but talked to him it was nice spent probably a minute and a half two minutes with him so there you yeah, go nice. 50 cent uh also while I keep bragging, as I show you here on the live stream, I got to meet Dr. Britt Baker, oh, yeah. DMD, mm -hmm. at Planet Comic Con. What a cool person. Glad to she see you weren't in costume either. Now, I wish I kind of was, though, because <laughs> pro wrestling fans are not represented mm. at Planet Comic Con. Look, you showed up as Rebel? Well, so here you go. Wrestling fans... If we're going to have wrestlers at Comic-Con, we need to do our part to make them feel comfortable. Because you got the the Green Arrow, you got the uh, whatever, the Star Wars, you got, uh, there's other shows. I don't know all the shows. But you got all these things, right? And they're all dressing up like Han Solo and Yoda and all this other bullshit. No pro wrestlers, though. No pro wrestlers. So we got to do a better job. Anyhow. What would you, got have, to meet what would you have done? What would you have dressed up? Andre like? the Giant. Oh, yeah, of oh, course. showed off the tit. Yeah, yeah, right there. Andre the Giant singlet. That's what I'm going as. A hundred percent. Showed off the tit. Yeah, I got to write that one down. That yeah, I mean, that's right what you do. Showed off yeah. the tit. Yeah, so got to meet Dr. Britt Baker. Very similar situation in the sense that you got to go in, you get to meet her, uh, you get the photo. But what I got, again, very fortunate, and I know that, so I'm not taking any of this for granted. But then I got to do an autograph session with her. And then that's when she's like, who do you want me to make this out to? I was like, Thomas. And she's like, cool. And then I got to ask her because it was the Saturday, the day after oh, yeah. the CM Punk debut. Oh. And I said, I said to her, I go, hey, I have to know. And this is why she signed it. She's like, uh, she's signing this stuff. And I go, after seven plus years, the first name he says is yours. Like, did you know that? And she's like, no. I was fangirling like I was back in high school and college. I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, she was like, I, I was fangirling just like everyone else. I was so shocked. I was so humbled. It was so great. And I was like, yeah, I bet. She's like, 
I can't wait for the future. I was like, I can't wait for the future. And then she signed it. I was like, thanks again so much. And then, ah, I got it right this time. Fist bump. Then we're out. So what a great week. Eddie Kingston, Dr. Britt Baker, 50 Cent, but it was all crescendoed. The pinnacle was the Glory Pro Wrestling event. If you're in the St. Louis area, definitely check it out. October 3rd is their next event. And not to even mention uh, what you mentioned, right? So we had Glory Pro. You had Comic-Con. You met 50 Cent. Uh, there was also Rampage with, with CM Punk debuting, which we're going to get into. There was AEW Dynamite with CM Punk on it. Right? Go figure. And then there was SummerSlam. There was NXT TakeOver 36. Whole shit ton of wrestling to talk about. But you know what? We discussed CM Punk uh, return to pro wrestling after seven years. And uh, as he stated... Uh, on his second time out, he said he's retiring the moniker, the voice of the voiceless. Mm. And that is great. However, before we get to uh, this next segment, ooh. we got to we gotta inform the people that we're going to the moon. That's so right. We a lot of people. We sp- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sponsored a Glory Pro mm-hmm. wrestling match. We're obviously going to do it again. And to give you proof of that. Tim, let's get the MJF coin update of the week. A lot of people follow us for financial advice against our better advice. But, hey, listen, you know what I mean? (laughs) Charge it all. Tom put every single thing he had on MJF coin. MJF came out several weeks back. Now, a couple months maybe and said, I'm starting my own cryptocurrency because I'm better than you. And you know it. And I can't even buy beer. Look at this. I'm drinking water. Right. All of it's in MJF. Now, MJF coin, we put all our money in it. Shut up. Shut back down a little bit. Tom had some bitter times, but I'm good. Okay. And last week it was on the rise, and Tom, I'm happy to announce again this week. It is on the rise again. We're up 7% this week. We're down Ooh. 78% overall, but that's a 2% hey. gain over the last couple weeks on that even. So, like, even that's positive, Tom. Even that I number's going what. up. Yeah, we, we focus on the here and now. We don't let the details get in the way of a good story. We're, we're on the way we're to more the rich than Cameron Grimes, baby. I tell you what. And again, as we mentioned, we sponsored a Glory Pro match. We are definitely going to be doing that again because as the MJF coin goes up, so do we. And we are going to Ted get Ted DiBiase is going to call us to borrow money. I tell you what, it's going to be so great. But as you had mentioned, ah, yeah. on Dynamite, CM Punk retired the name Voice of the Voiceless. And so, Tim, I would like for you to continue your statement about his comments. Well, I'm glad he did retire that because that was going to be something I talked about um, on the show with his about his return, which is not what we're here to talk about at the exact moment because he went ahead and self-retired. The term voice of the voices because he says, hey, you got a voice, but you don't always. You don't always in the podcast realm. And we are now your true, rightful Voice of the voiceless, because we give voice to you, the fans, and we do that by using hashtag tweet the table. Very simple, fun, interactive part of this show where you get to tell us what to talk about. This is your show now, right? Yes, like it is. We want to yes. hear what you got to say first, because then we'll gas bag, then we'll tell you what's going on, right? But let's hear what you have to say first, and we go like we always do, like we always, always. kick them off with. At WIRCATA, he says, I'd love if the hashtag AEW All Out crowd in Chicago were also massive pro Darby fans. Just a match between two similar guys who respect each other. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And I tell you what, that's that works here because of this CM Punk return. 
But I think that's the yes. only reason this works. I don't want that. If that makes any sense. It works sometimes in certain things, but not two guys who have like never wrestled each other before, maybe, or like haven't had like storied careers and barely missed each other, those kind of things. Like it's rare that the like just two guys who respect each other and everybody's like Good show, good sir. I, I'm not interested. I want to fight. I want somebody to be pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I Obviously, the best stories are those with a rivalry. And typically, uh, when two people like each other, it's a good match, but then not much follows up. And as longtime listeners will know, we care about the stories more than we care about the singular match itself. Now, I will say, I did like how CM Punk on his second appearance, mm. did say, hey, I need to prove that I'm the best in the world, that I can still go, and I need to prove that with who I think right now is the best in the world. So it makes sense that these two right now would be friendly. However, the person we're not hearing from in this whole situation is Darby Allen. Now, again, yeah. he made the call out, what was it, four or five weeks ago, saying, hey, if you think you're the best in the world, you prove it here. And then CM Punk in his first interaction looks up into the rafters and there's Darby and their sting. But now I need to hear from Darby. Okay. Yeah. The biggest person in pro wrestling is calling you out. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. how do you feel about that? Well, so here's my problem. I think they try to do two storylines at once. CM Punk could not come back and not do a shoot promo the first time he came back. It'd been so long. It was so public. It was so drug through the mud. But then they also did, Darby Allen calls out the best in the world. Well, the best in the world here is the bat call, and he rides into town. You can't do both of them. Either CM Punk is pissed that you get your fucking name out of my mouth, or, yeah. or oh my God, I, I would never return if I didn't feel like it was pro wrestling again, even though there have been pro wrestling. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like, So I, that's my problem with that portion of it. But again, like maybe it's just because I'm not like, a yay Darby guy, right? This is going to be fun. This is going to be good. These uh, CM Punk's not going to put on a poor performance his first time at the gate, is he? Like No, but right. I think as we get closer to September 5th, I would like to see some tension mm -hmm. and some ego, right? Because yes. that's the other thing that we know about the CM Punk character going back to even Ring of Honor is he is a very prideful person. He is a very, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, ego centered person, which he, I think will even say is his character and mm -hmm. also him himself a little bit. Yeah. So I want to see that come out as like, Hey, I'm getting now into ring shape. Darby Allen. I think on Sunday, September 5th, I'm going to mop the floor with I'm you. I'm going to kick you in the calf so hard. And then that's where we got to see Darby Allen's reaction before the match. How is he feeling? Cause we haven't seen anything. Right. Yeah. And also on top of that, what is Darby Allen's relationship with Sting going into the biggest dad. match of his career? But what is what is Sting doing to help him in this yeah. in this situation? Right? Is he saying, "Hey, I went through this with Hogan in '97 at Starcade." You know what I mean? So like, this is where we could get the like real tensions between Darby and Sting that we've said would be great to hint at. Right? It's like, yes, he's there with him, supporting, and Punk's just like the hell you got an old man talking for you or whatever be like no disrespect you know what i mean or whatever mm -hmm. he does right and then mm -hmm. and then darby's like no nah, maybe you should just leave and he's like excuse me like i'm fucking sting like yeah i am fucking sting right like where, right. how he can muddy the waters right 
Well, he needs to muddy the waters, I think, with CM Punk just to address the elephant in the room, which CM Punk did when he pointed it out. He's like, and I also see you sting, right? But I, I, I would like to see, as again, we have enough time to tell it here, is if if Sting is giving Darby Allen advice saying, hey, you need to be working out with the weights two more times a week than you already are. And Darby Allen's like, I've never lifted in my life. I'm not going to start now. And then the, well, I know when I faced Hogan or when I faced Flair. Listen, I read Flair three scriptures a day. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying is like, yeah. he could say what I did to prepare to win my biggest match was this. I think you should do it too. And Darby's saying, hmm. And now there's the tension because yeah. if Darby loses, which we think he will, right? We won't get into picks right now, but he has to lose. CM Punk's not going to lose his first match, is he? I could foresee where he wants to like be like, nah, I, I not it, the right? first I did the one. job. Maybe down down the road, but not the first one. Hey, he lost but his first Tim, UFC fight. Well, he lost both of them, but well, you know, couple, look, both of those are at work. So, uh, he takes, hey. but hey. <laughs> If you follow us on our YouTube channel, you hey, got YouTube. to see my instant reaction mm. of AEW Rampage when CM Punk debuted. So check that out if you haven't already. So I'll save my comments. But Tim, we have not heard from you as the far as that so initial reaction. reaction. What yeah. did you think of CM Punk debut? What did you think of the whole spectacle? Rampage was awesome. And I have gone from... Going into the show at about a 65% happy that CM Punk was supposed to be coming back. So I'd say I'm probably hovering around an 85-90 right about now. And I think we discussed why my like, oh, Jesus, here we go. CM Punk, right? This could be good. This could be weird. And all that is still yet to tell, right? Like, But I think he came out and he did a lot of good things. I think he addressed some of like maybe what turned us off before, right? Be his attitude or his kind of demeanor and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. and he addressed if you went in the right headspace, man. We all know that, right? I, or we should, right? Mental health issues are real. You know what I mean? Yeah, people who have listened to this podcast long enough have seen me go through ups and downs. So I totally understand yeah. what he's talking mm. about. Yeah. Yeah, no, you guys have seen it. All right. So, <laughs> no. Um, so, again, I thought the promo was good, right? And I think he took a few right shots at WWE without leaning into it and without making it completely about that. Um, so I instantly the night of took a bit of a cynical, go figure thought of, you know, he said like, well, I left pro wrestling in 2005. Right. And then I came now I'm back in pro wrestling. Well, you remember when the Miz spouted off at Daniel Bryan and talking smack and said, then fucking quit and go wrestle in the bingo halls. Like you say, you fucking love be it or fucking stop saying y'all right. That's kind of where I felt. I was like, well, you could have gone back to ROH. You could have gone to NJPW. You could have gone to, you know what I mean, MLW. You could have been doing it. So there is a money aspect involved, right? Like the idea of like, I'm doing this because I love you and I've heard you. Pause, right? Like, well, But he also said he's I mean? doing it for himself because he's like, I came back for you, but I also came back for me. Yeah. So he did address it And a there is bit. that. And of course, yeah. I mean, like, hey, look, at some point, you're a star and you're like, Hey, listen, I don't have to do that. And they can't meet the money that I want to do it for now. So I'm not going to hate them over that. And, uh, and so I've come around a little more on that and just seeing the response. It's not miss on me that like, Hey, even if he's, it wasn't always my bag, like, Oh, Holy shit. It was the loudest pop. I think I've ever heard. I've never not been able to hear the music mm-hmm. over the white noise of the crowd um, mm-hmm. until that moment. So it's not lost on me. Right? Like I always thought the chance 
and the and the idolization of him were about that he finally said what everybody wanted to say and i i thought like him coming back it's like well okay like i don't i don't see like that people are like oh finally someone's gonna say what we want to say again so i didn't think it was like about cm punk necessarily right but you know what i mean maybe it is people seem to really and i mean of course, he is the he is the embodiment of it i guess so We'll see where mm-hmm. it goes. I am interested to see like how he and who he wrestles and what stories he tells moving forward. Because I am not necessarily ever th- hoping to see a CM Punk AEW World Championship run, if that makes sense. I wouldn't. It, I, I'm just not really like. Well, uh, from early indications, at least what he's saying out of his mouth is it's not. It's yeah. gonna be the spectacle match. We're starting off with. Well, it's starting off with Darby Allen, and then it might go to a Brian Pillman Jr. or a Pinta yeah. or a Ray Phoenix. I think we or... heard there's like twelve matches in the contract over like the year, like twelve matches a year. So yeah, oh. that would that would make sense. Like if he builds to, you know what I mean, a few no. events and stuff. Yeah. Oh, if Punk does become champion though, like sooner rather than later, like if they shotgun it really quick. And while Hangman Adam Page is still out, and we get to see that, I just, I just want that motherfucker coming in on a goddamn white horse to save the fucking day. That is the story for Hangman. Yeah, I just Hangman. don't know how that too, because Punk right now is on the. You can't oh, say anything can wrong anyone. about him. No, but you Tank. can make he can make people. Hate oh, he could turn him. Straight edge. Yeah, he could turn him. You know what they could fucking do again? Because of the of the roster and the forbidden door being open, uh. they could do the fucking straight edge societies. Serena Deeb was the female. Yep. yep. Luke Gallows was the big bastard, and then see they could do straight edge society again. Oh, that would be fucking cool. They should it? cross paths in the back. Oh, and then they, they could uh, get on Hangman and Page first drinking. Yes. And then That's the Dark Order. That's the story. Is there to make the yeah. save. Ah. Oh. Hangman. Okay, what's the next tweet table? So, that was CM Punk. All right, <laughs> get back up here. All right, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This goes back to SummerSlam, which was also this weekend, and it's at Katie First Lady. She says, I haven't seen Brock this happy since hashtag Boombox Brock, hashtag SummerSlam, hashtag tweet the table. And, yeah, man, that's that's, that's the happiest we've ever seen, Brock, but this might be the happiest since, yeah. Uh, Boombox Brock was in Kansas City. That was oh, a show right. at that's the Sprint right. Center. I was there. That yeah. was fun uh, when he interrupted Kofi and Seth Rollins. He was so um, loving that moment. He was giggling like a little yeah. schoolgirl. <laughs> he was having so much fun. Um, he looks like an onion, right? Yeah. Like with his hair, that looks I've like said, an onion. If you look up, there's a show called Sister Wives on like the TLC. Look up the husband from that show on, on your Google images, and he looks exactly like that guy, only, uh, you know, like he could, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about his haircut, right? The ponytail, whatever we're gonna call it. Uh, who's gonna tell him to cut it? Are you gonna tell him? I'm not. No, no. <laughs> We've discussed this. <laughs> when you're thing. that level of famous, you don't have anybody telling you you look stupid in that shirt. Yeah, I'll tell you if you look stupid in a shirt, but mm-hmm. nobody's telling Brock Lesnar nope. that he looks stupid in a shirt outside of I don't know, a couple people have beat his ass, right? So. Or, or just Vince, because like I won't fucking pay you. Like, yeah. but Vince would tell him he looks. He probably tells him that every time. He's like, You're fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, but the other thing that I thought was interesting is with Brock returning, you would think that maybe some merchandise would be ready. Nope, he looked like he literally came off of his farm to walk down that ramp to get in Roman's face. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. there was no nothing. You see the one that somebody said said Dean Ambrose evolved. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, I do like the beard. I like the beard in WWE. I think he's only had a beard when he fought in yeah. UFC. Yeah, uh, the beard a looks as a better look sometimes. The beard is cool, yeah. but that onion head. Mm -mm. Somebody said, what are the odds that AEW put that murder on the main event and because they wanted to capitalize on the Brock SEO on the on the like Google searches and shit? <laughs> yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, yeah, so Brock Lesnar is back. Um, interesting. What did you Usually, think? Yeah, so what typically you they go prior to SummerSlam, Brock comes back, we build to SummerSlam, Brock. But this time was, holy shit, right? The Brock's here. Now what? To, right? And I just, I don't... I don't see where this goes. I still think Roman Reigns, if you're going to build this character of Roman Reigns, he's still he's got to beat Brock here. Unless you're going to do something really cool with Paul Heyman, which maybe you've got an idea. Right. Obviously, you could just have Paul Heyman say, hey, look, Roman, this was fun while it lasted, but that's my boo over there. I'm going to go run and give him a hug, and then we get Paul Heyman. Because then you could have the ultimate thing of what Vince has been trying to do for six years or however long it is, is make Roman the top baby face, right? Like, we could easily do it that way. Here's the thought that I had instantly as soon as Brock Lesnar shows up in, uh, on SummerSlam is how the mighty have fallen. John Cena now is just an afterthought. He's not even, like, if this was Mortal Kombat, he's not the ultimate boss anymore. He's, like, down here, and Brock's above him. And then, if you saw which WWE released this footage, then Brock threw John Cena around just for fun because he was around and he doesn't like his jorts. Like, the, the and credit to Cena, right? It doesn't seem like he was up in arms about this move, but just from a kayfabe perspective man cena's like invisibility or uh, invincible structure that yeah, super cena that we call yeah. about mm -hmm. yeah is just crushed yeah well yeah fuck him i really you know well but it's just it's interesting right like wouldn't you have yeah. thought that of hogan in the 90s or stone so cold now, in the 2000s i'm just i still like wwe is increasingly seeming like they're just like fuck it we're going all in on the boomers like we just we don't we're we're for old people now. They don't care yeah, about making I new mean, stars. Now listen, if you're gonna tell me Brock Lesnar to John Cena are here full time and we're gonna make them characters, we're gonna tell storylines with them, okay, pro they're probably better than a lot of people we got on the roster. Fine, great. Yeah. But that's mm -hmm. not what's gonna happen with either of these two guys. So now I'm just kinda like I don't give a shit at all. Yeah, I would say it's not going after necessarily boomers. It's just little shots right instead of getting a nice big cold beer they're giving you two ounce shots mostly filled with water and like don't you like that you're like well it's okay but i'm gonna need another one soon and they're like okay then becky lynch okay then goldberg okay then brock and it's like i guess i, I would just... rather have a big drink than all these little shots i still need to hear from fifty thousand fans that were in attendance I know you get caught up in the moment when you're in a crowd, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like when I'm watching on TV and that Brock Lesnar music hits, I'm like, ah, oh, they're bringing Brock. Okay. And then my mind starts going over. I don't, I don't get how 50,000 people are like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't get how he gets the pop, I guess. I, I mean, he is well, Brock Lesnar, but like, yeah, he's, I, 
I think he's Brock Lesnar and the anticipation of, oh, we might be a part of a moment. He's going to fuck somebody right? up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Paul Heyman's going to give Roman That's true. A if I'm there live, and, I'm going to be like, ooh, what's Brock going to oh, do? Oh, this is here, right? right? Yeah. I can understand that. Now, one low-key thing that I loved about the Brock Lesnar moment was actually Roman Reigns. So mm. when Roman's standing over John Cena and that music hits, he stares fucking daggers through Paul Heyman as Which if great. what did you do? Yeah. How did this happen? Which is great. And and I hope again we record on a Thursday night so we don't know yet what's going to happen on SmackDown tomorrow night, but I hope that's addressed. I hope there's some comment from Roman of like, do you have anything to do with this? Just something. We have to address the elephant in the room. So I love that little key. That actually got me excited with Roman instantly looking at Paul Heyman and not Brock. I got, I thought, well, okay, we're, mm-hmm. what's going to happen here? And then again, nothing, right? That that needs to stop too. This is twice now in a row where Legend comes back and just looks at Roman, like hit him or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, like John Cena does this. Brock just goes ah. Now Roman, you know, cowered away and walked off, but still. I need something next time. You know, if, if it's the rock that comes out, I need them to rock, rock bottom Roman. I don't need them to just stare at each other. That This isn't a cliffhanger TV show. Do something, motherfuckers. All right, all right all we're going to get back into it in these hashtag tweet the tables. We are now, since this guy decided to get rid of the name, we'll pick it up. We are the voice of the voiceless. We're going to give a voice to your voice right here on the podcast. You use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. We'll read them right here now. This next one is not necessarily voiceless. This might be our most famous friend of the show. Mm. At Adam underscore Pearson says, so that NXT UK title match was stiff as a dick, wasn't it? Hashtag tweet the table. And what? Yeah, check it. Yeah. 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 Pretty stiff. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Here's the other thing about that match. The Mm. visual of Dragonoff standing over Walter, writhing in pain. Submitted him. Yeah. Yeah. W- wow. So now, the, it it hit me more now. The character is sunk in with Dragonoff. I've seen it before, and I've been like, all right, guy's a little bit of a, you know what I mean? He's got some fucking adrenaline. He's a little nuts, right? Like, but he's a tough bastard. He's got that UK all fucking slap the skin off your chest, uh, you know, mm-hmm. mentality. Uh, but now it just sinks in that like, oh, he is that. He's like the new rabid Wolverine, if you will. Like, you're not gonna stop yeah. this little guy, and he's just gonna go yeah, until he's, he's like bites And he's your not neck even off. that little, right? Yeah, exactly, he's right. Not but even that little compared but... to Walter, everybody is of right. Course, of course, right. Yeah. yeah. I just thought the visual of 600 days or however many days it was that Walter's been champion for to him to le- legitimately be stood over by the conqueror. That's a great photo. Like, that's what NXT UK needs to have on their posters when they go back on tour in in the UK is that as their champion standing over Walter. Now, I know, like, if we're breaking kayfabe, maybe you don't want that every time you go to arena if that's you yeah. laying on the ground. But still. Well, Walter's probably going to the main roster is, I think, what's, what's happening. Well, so let's break kayfabe here for a second. I don't know. Because what he has been adamant about is I'm not moving to America, which I don't blame him. But, like, I'm not moving to America. Money might talk sometimes. Yeah, we'll see. He's Um, so good. He is so good. And there's so many great matches. I still think back to that one-off match he had. I think it was on Raw against Seth Rollins and just the fun those two had. Walter and Brock. You think Brock would take one of those fucking chops? Mm. Huh. 
You think Walter's mm. going to throw it? Oh, right there is the fun. That's a great match. Yeah, <laughs> Book that's that. a great match. Yeah, but that NXT UK match, that's the second time now, right? Because they did the one yeah. in the empty arena, and even which that was, was for NXT UK. Was, even that was noted as being brutal. Oh, my God. It was so brutal. Now, this one, just as much, but now we got Dragunov as your champion. Woo-woo! I'm so excited. You right, like man. NXT UK, too. I do. Right? I do like you NXT like, UK. Yeah, because... I like that style. Yeah, I haven't seen too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a great style, but yeah. I haven't seen too much of the show. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, not bad. It, it, yeah, they got some good characters on there. And it's, it. it's kind of like, it's not two character. It's not full mm-hmm. main roster WWE where they're going with things like fucking Karrion Cross, which maybe we'll discuss later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, but it's good. St- it's still got that kind of mix of like hip and cool, but still old school styles and stuff. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Back on the SummerSlam train is at Big Josh. Well, it's Big Josh at the Rebel Trucker. Hashtag tweet the table. Rollins versus Edge. Hashtag match of the night by far. Hashtag SummerSlam. Uh, God, yeah, Edge, man. Uh, Pat McAfee Here's said he's got like an eight-pack. Yeah. Guy's this going is the hard. best shape he's ever been. Yeah. yeah, he knows where the weights are right now. <laughs> um, best shape he's ever been in his career. He doesn't know where the I carbs will are. Say, though, yeah, I will say this, though. Um, it was a great match, first off. Let mm-hmm. me say that on the front end. Yeah. But I, I'm not trying to be ADD here or ADHD, whatever they're calling it now, but – I don't need four minutes of rest holes. Like, let's speed this shit up just a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think back to Edge's WrestleMania match with Orton, yeah. which was, huh? you know, I, look, you're telling good stories, but we can get some of the filler out of here. You know, yeah. I will say that uh, throwback to the brood. I'm walking oh, out yeah. looking like the fucking instantly. I thought two things. One, this is fucking awesome. The pictures are probably going to be insane. And two, if Christian was still in WWE, oh. he would be standing right behind Edge in this exact moment. He would not be going for the AEW championship or have the Impact championship. He would just be the filler in this storyline. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool, the brood thing. And, yeah, I, I liked all of that. Um, Edge and Rollins. I mean, I, I understood going in. I was like, these guys are going to put on it, but pretty fucking amazing match and yeah it was great i mean they delivered everything you could expect that's for sure yeah one um, picked up it was awesome again yeah. the first like four minutes or so we could have cut that out again shout out to the chat if you're watching us live or if you want to catch us next week when we are live thursday nights about you know 7 30 central time god's favorite time zone uh theo 75 right zone. now says i'm looking forward to roman versus the rock where roman destroys the rock solidifying his head of the table status uh and then he says also uh, how much does the rock charge for losing in the ring Probably a lot. Well, yeah. Probably a lot. Because you got to think, WWE also has some business dealings with The Rock. He, they're the executive producer of that TV show, so maybe it's like they'll front the bill a little bit on this TV show if he loses in our TV show. I don't know. Um, maybe, they, yeah. maybe we'll give Nia Jax another world title run. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> hey, let's do a favor, right? right. Um, I don't think, though, that Roman will win. You think The Rock I think The Rock then? will mm. be like – the end all be all it's going to be once in a lifetime and then once they like it they're going to do it twice yeah it'll be roman reigns trying it's going to be 50 50 well so okay now listen to me the better storytelling is he loses to the rock and then the usos are looking at him like what's up homie and then they're giving him shit and they're like you ain't so big and bad right and then that tension rolls around then he's like trying to get them in the check and they're like i don't know man maybe we'll just call the rock and see what he has to say about it man you know what i mean like you piss off right yeah oh Look, way better storytelling. So many fun. 
Well, we have so many fun storylines that you could just say. Again, if you want to be creative here, you could say the Usos just get out of line and get mad at Roman Reigns getting soft. We start turning Roman Reigns baby face. We go into a pay-per-view. It's the Usos versus Roman in a two-on-one. Oh, wait a minute. Roman has a mystery partner. It's Roman and The Rock versus the Usos. Then you have Roman mid-match turn on The Rock. Ha-ha! We just got in here to kick your ass. And then we get Roman versus The Rock at whatever it is. We can do- Look at that. How so I can book that in second. So much. It's so easy. Hashtag so hire Tom. They're still going to fuck it up. Uh, yeah, they're still going to fuck it up. <laughs> Speaking of fucking it up, this next tweet was confusing. It's great. I love the segues here. This was confusing, but he followed it up, so bear with us here. Right? This is from okay. Ash Hendricks 92 says, I can't get over how awful not O'Reilly and Adam Cole's themes are. Hashtag tweet the table. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I was like, is he saying they're not awful or they are awful or what? Like, I don't get what's going on, right? I couldn't quite get it. And then he replies and he says, uh... Don't know how autocorrect got not from Kyle, as well as me not even noticing it, but uh, here we are. Um, yeah, man, ever since they got rid of three money dollar, whatever the fuck that was, three CFO CF money. money sign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Just those guys. kick in the dick. Everything sucks after them. They should pay them more so money. So bad. Give them more money and get them back. So bad. Yeah, it's Because that's part of the thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Especially in the live event. The thing. Especially in the live event. I mean, imagine if they would have fired Jim Johnson during the Attitude Era and we changed Stone Cold's music. The, well, like, somebody no could have done way. the same thing. You know, he just took the Razor Ramon music and made it hard guitars. Go back yeah. and listen to both of those things. Yeah, so somebody could have figured right. that out. <laughs> yeah, know? but you know what but I mean. But he wrote like, the original, God damn it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's just... But but they always want to go different, right? Like look yeah. at Seth Rollins' music now. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yep. Garbage. It's all garbage. And it's just not good. Yeah. Romans is okay, but as we've talked about before, this CGI it's still, bullshit. It's still, yeah, it seems like it's not it's not walkout music. Nobody's getting hyped to that, right? Like I don't Yeah. Mm, whatever. Let's get back into some uh, AW side of things with at WIRCATA again. He says, I want to see Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus AJ Lee and CM Punk. AEW Mix Match Challenge. Lol. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. God, are we going to get that? Are we going to get uh, April, who he referenced, right? Are we going to get AJ Lee showing up? And then, I mean, that. hey, listen, Adam Cole, we didn't talk about this either. So, apparently he had AC written on his shoes on Rampage. Then he had BW written on his shoes on dynamite so alluding possibly to adam cole and bray wyatt coming the the uh daniel bryan hint during his promo oh, yeah, that wasn't a hint that was just a hey just wait we all know we, well I, it was good here. it was that good was thinking a- on his feet like he didn't like like he worked it in when he heard the crowd going off on yes in a, in a hell of a way too good thinking on his feet there. yeah but yeah you think uh, we get aj lee we at least get no. a match we get one match oh we'll get AJ one match. yeah but it's it's going to be Adam Cole and Britt Baker, but it's not going to be CM Punk and AJ Lee. Adam Cole and Britt Baker. You know who the mix match. Working as a team. But you know who the mix match challenge. Oh, it's going to be Cody and fucking huh? Brandy, isn't it? It's going to be Cody and Brandy. That's the mix match AEW team. It'll be Cody and Brandy versus Britt and Adam Cole, and then it'll be Cody and Brandy versus CM Punk and AJ Lee. We're no, not. It should no, be Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Yeah, they know enough ain't. to realize that's the biggest fucking star they got is Britt Baker. Oh, yeah, but they want to be in there with her. Oh, God. Because, hey, let's remember this. 
during the biggest episode to date, obviously there's only been two, but their biggest rating for Rampage, we got two thirds of uh, Roads to the Top ads during that show. So, uh, yeah, we're sh- getting Brandy and Cody. Shout out to the chat again back on the uh, music train. Uh, Theo wants to know, remember how awful Stone Cold's Alliance theme was? Mm-mm. Yeah. I didn't know you ever. Wait a minute, was that when when they were singing when it was like disturbed or God smack something like it? that? Yeah, it was like a disturbed. Yeah, just some words. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On the AEW side of things, this one's a little less positive. At Devil Vamp, go figure. Says Statlander had no pop. No one believes this feud and her winning the title. They are struggling to develop talent in the women's division. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. He may not be ter- entirely wrong there. I don't think they're developing a whole lot of female talent. Albeit, you would say Britt Baker developed there. She at least took the stage and took the ball and ran with it. And then they did build Sheeta, right? But so ooh, I wouldn't Thunder say Rosa. That the lack. Oh, at Penelope least on the main Ford. stage, you know. Yeah. Before, yeah. Um, I will say this: I don't think that developing the talent in the women's division is the issue. Nyla Rose, another good example here. Mm. I think the whole issue is storytelling. We want to cheer Britt Baker. Mm. You know what I mean? If yeah. Chris Statlander is the heel in this and Britt Baker is the baby face, we're saying this is a home run, but we're forcing everyone to boo Britt Baker and we don't want to. Yeah, nobody wants That's to. That's the whole problem. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. So well, we just. CM Punk after- couldn't even keep her name out of his mouth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, what we need to do, in my opinion, is get through this, right? We'll get through the all-out. Keep Britt Baker as your champion. But then let's let's have uh, Hader kind of giving her the side-eye. Let's have uh, Rebel maybe giving her the side-eye. They kick her to the curb. Rebel goes with Hader. Hey. And Britt Baker's left by herself, and then that's the babyface turn. Did somebody forget to tell Hater that this was a work? Man, she beat that girl up. Red Velvet? Hell yeah. yeah. She that's beat the shit out of her. You <laughs> get that you get that chance. Give her that stand hands and lariat, man. Uh-huh. The chop. My chest still hurts from that chop she mm-hmm. gave. That fucking backhand. Hater. She's a badass. I like her. I yeah. want to see her beat I up Jake think- Hager. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Hater versus Hager. Like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think, though, after you get through Statlander, turn her heel, turn Britt Baker face. Then we're getting the baby face run from Britt Baker. And then with Thunder Rosa, that we can reverse for? roles. Is that what she's here I don't for? Know. To look like a big beast that can't so. be controlled, and then she beats up everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, don't do it's that. The Sid, it's the DMT. It's the Sid. Rebel HBK. comes in, tries to make the save, and takes a beating for it. No. No, 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 no. Because no. hmm. she can't talk. Rebel talks for her. Rebel's going to go with Hater, I would think. Mm. Britt Baker can cut a promo. There we don't need go. anyone around her. Jamie Hater got marbles in her mouth when she talks. We need Rebel to talk for her. That's true. When you're the baby face, you don't have the, the manager on the outside often because they don't need to help you win or shit, right? Like, right. You only have yeah. one when you need to neutralize mm-hmm. a heels manager. You get like a temporary manager or ballet. Yeah. yeah. But then what I was going to say is then you switch the roles, you do lights out too, but Thunder Rose is the heel, Britt Baker's the baby face, and there we go. Now we have some fun. I want to see Serena Deep get in the mix and fight somebody. Oh. I think she's still hurt though, right? Uh, maybe. She's kind of always God, anymore. she's awesome though. She is awesome. All right. Yeah. Speaking of returns, at Katie First Lady says, not surprised Becky won. I do wish it was a bit more competitive, but if this continues going, 
maybe with a Bianca heel turn, I'm in. Hashtag SummerSlam, hashtag to the table. And I don't know, man. All of this was bad. I let all Breaking of this Kayfabe. Bad. Breaking Kayfabe. The only thing I could honestly think of is we got put in a pickle with Sasha Banks not being able to perform. COVID. Becky Lynch is in, is, is not in in-ring shape, right? Yeah. Becky Lynch, though, is not in in-ring shape. She can't do a 10-minute match. So instead of doing a four- to five-minute shit the bed kind of thing we do an instant shock and then hey uh, you know we'll tell the story at the next paper give her, her a month training and stuff online but yeah i mean she may not be ring ready maybe she wasn't like ready for a ring return but this did scream like when it was brock and becky in the same show and it seemed like they were quick thrown together they didn't have a whole lot of storyline depth built into them it was like did you guys literally just do this did 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 vince man goes oh they had seen punk return i'll give him two returns that's better than one it's like no nothing matched a seven-year return of, like, mm-hmm. such hanging, you know, like, the, nothing ever existed like this before ever in the history of the pro wrestling industry to, like, the way it, like, manufactured itself with CM Punk. But, like, I, this just felt like they were like, we could do that and better. And it was like, nah, you kind of came up short. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Katie said this tweet. Is yep. that correct? Mm-hmm. It was Katie. Uh, Katie mentioned, hey, she might see a Bianca Belair heel turn. I think we're going to see a Becky Lynch heel turn. That's what they said. I, I saw online that like that's the idea. Oh, really? They're going to make her the, the main heel on SmackDown going forward. And that's this is another instance like you're talking about with DMD. We don't want to boo well, the man. <laughs> but we kind of were there at the end. Remember when it was Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania? Yeah. And we kind of were yeah. like, let's go Shayna. So now, I think like, maybe they, they saw that. Maybe. I, I want to talk about, I don't know if you saw this video out of, somebody asked Nikki Bella about this match. And, <laughs> and she was like, she, yeah, I don't know why they she asked watches. Nikki Bella about this <laughs> match. And then, so she was visibly upset. Like, she was like, she was like, well, you know, she was like, you know, I always, you know, well, they asked her, like, what do you think about SummerSlam, right? And so she instantly was like, well, I'm a woman, so I had to go into the women, and you know, which, which it was fine. It was like, here's why I single out this match. And she said, like, you know, it was just a weird move to, like, take it off such an incredible talent like Bianca who's worked so hard. And this is where I think we've hit this before. It's like, hey, she's worked very hard, but she's not there yet. She's not an incredible talent. It's not hard to believe what she does in the ring. That's incredible. Like, when I see somebody go up and do a 720, you know, over their ball sack plancha drive, I'm like, that's pretty incredible because I don't know how you do that. She's done stuff that I've seen every gymnastic do, (laughs) you know, in the Olympics. Like, it's not... Mm -hmm. It's not incredible talent we have here. She's not like the next big thing. They tried to put her out there. She has great athleticism. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of it. She's above average, maybe, with the like, with the character and, and and mic work. So I'm surprised she held on to it this long. If you ask me, like in WWE's eyes, they typically would have been like, "This ain't fucking working." Next, and it kind of looks like where they went. Well, and another person I felt bad for in this storyline was Carmella. We're just literally just treating A punch her to the stomach. like. A punch to the yeah. stomach, <laughs> like, or it was the face, That was right? all it took. Punch to the face and but throw still. you over the ring, and you just like, oh, I guess I can't get my match now. This is what I talk about, like, the easy storytelling that they go, like, dude, did everybody in the crowd just forget Carmella was there two seconds later? 
Yeah. Why didn't she get up and punch Becky after she recovered? Or was she laying there the whole fucking time like she was knocked out like Becky Lynch has a Superman punch? Like, I, yeah, th- I, it was all wrong. It was all and done wrong. All and again, wrong. another easy thing you could have done, in my opinion, again, if you give me the, the booking sheet here, is you make it a triple threat match. Becky beats Carmella. Bianca gets pissed because she never left lost the title it's the uncrowned champ versus the new champ and now bianca looks strong becky's the champ and carmella is carmella but like at least she got some in-ring action and a match instead of just a punch the face and a how's your mother and get the fuck out like how is that hard how is that hard to do yeah i don't know how's that hard it was weird i didn't like any of it it was bad it wasn't weird it was bad yeah it was bad well, it wasn't bad. We already talked about it once. We might as well talk it again with the, uh, 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 oh, well, wait a minute. Where'd I go? Where'd I go? Where did we go? Yep. Here we go. There it is. Sorry. Uh, big Josh at the rebel trucker says, hashtag tweet the table. What a match. Never thought I'd see Walter tap hashtag NXT takeover. Yeah. That's the other point that I was trying to make there is, you know, uh, Dragon beat him. Was standing over him. You didn't but knock like, him out. He made him submit. Yeah, right. it wasn't like, oh, you caught me with a good punch. Walter said, I can't take any more of this. He chose to submit. I can't I can't take any more of Ilya Dragunov mm-hmm. molesting me. I gotta yeah. give up. Gotta that's stop this. why that's why I always think um in a fight, like I always like I always prefer if I can to like have someone choose to quit because they then have to live with that decision. Because if I knock you out, you could be like, Oh man, if I wasn't distracted by this or yeah, lucky punch. Ugh. But if I say like, I made you submit to my will. <laughs> well, there is something to that. You We've talked about that this forever. And, and you've talked about how like, you know, people love to talk about like, Oh, in a sparring, I, I dropped a guy's because you can land a punch in the right spot at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And that didn't mean you were stronger, better, mm-hmm. faster. You, you literally now, hit the if you sweet consistently spot. do it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, you if you show you've got some accuracy and consistently do it, but like the one time, the two times, whatever, like, so like, yeah, I mean, that is the thing that could be true. But like, if I made you be like, please stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Every time you see me from now on, you're like, fuck. Yep. Fuck. That's exactly right. Yeah. When you when when you forfeit, yeah. when you forfeit to someone else, that lives with you. Ooh, yeah. It lives with you. Yeah. All right. At Theo75 says, why does WWE keep Jerry Lawler employed and on commentary? He is awful on the mic and keeps wearing those douchey Ed Hardy bootleg shirts. He should have been let go in the last round of WWE layoffs. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag Cornette face. Hashtag SummerSlam. Look, he's uh, money in Memphis, but I don't know if they're like really trying to get the Memphis market. So I don't know why. Again, WWE is for boomers. Like, I guess. I guess that's what they're that, after. Maybe yeah, it's Gen X. I don't know. Like, well, if you're getting rid of Tom Phillips, but you're keeping Jerry Lawler, that makes zero sense. That's- Josh Matthews might even be better than Jerry Lawler in fucking 20. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Now you're getting crazy here. Yeah, that's a um, toss-up. But Tom <laughs> Phillips is way better than Jerry Lawler. He could serve that role. 
And what do we need? More legends to talk? Who fucks what more faces? Tom another... Phillips and Jerry Long. Yeah. All right. Uh, have that competition. I mean, that's but probably like, a good race. Do... That's probably a good horse race right there. They probably both. All right. <laughs> but like, do I need to hear another bad take from a legend? We already have Booker T spewing all of those. Like, I don't need any more legends saying bullshit half out their ass. And then Peter Rosenberg. I don't need to have his dumb ass saying anything either. Like, I don't know what the the pre-show when it started was a great idea. It has been such an it's just cliche now. It's 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 so bad. It's as cliche as every sports pregame show that you know. Now they always go two people disagree. You know what I mean? They cover every possible scenario, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, if he passes the ball well, then they'll score touchdowns and they'll win. But if he doesn't, then they won't. That's why we're going to watch what the fuck happens, whether he does or he does not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all they say on those fucking pre-shows. So, but, but then on WWE, you have Booker T just saying the absolute dumbest shit ever. Yeah, he's in my he, favorite. He has, he has the worst takes in uh, <laughs> oral history. Of anything. Like, he is anything. so bad. He has such bad opinions on the way he views the world. It's insulting. Like, why is he given a microphone? He is so bad at everything he says. So bad. I don't care about his perspective either. Like, I get it, right? He did this. I didn't. But, but what he says is so fucking dumb. It makes me angry that I heard it. Like, he is horrible yeah he's, he's horrible. not my favorite to, to check in with and see what old booker t thought about the shows and then you got a racist in jbl like i don't want to hear from his ass either yeah what's he gonna tell me to do invest J my money into fucking jbl Bitcoin? is the epitome of the guy who has one black friend <laughs> yes he is that guy oh i'm not racist i got ron sim is my best friend of all time I got ron, okay. ron right, was well, in my wedding right. Right, like, right, you, know, okay. you got one. I, I forget who I heard say that. It was like, but somehow having one black friend is more racist than having no black friends. <laughs> <laughs> like that one really, friend. Yeah, that feels yeah. like a choice now. All right, yeah. and the last one we've got here for hashtag tweet the table. You can play along. We are now the voice of the voiceless since CM Punk no longer is by himself. We didn't, you know, we didn't take it from him. Oh, what? Oh, let's go to really quick the comments here, Theo. Yeah. I totally forgot about this fucking dumb shit thing that Booker T does. The rubber ducky. Oh, shuck, yeah. Shuck, thing. What? What is that? You're taking a bath with minors, you fucking weirdo? Like, you're such a bad person with words. God! And I'm not even that good, but you're way worse than me, man. You are fucking horrible with thought process and reason and understanding. Right now? At right, here, right now. All right, so hashtag tweet the table. You play along. We're going to read your tweets, your thoughts on wrestling as you go throughout the week. When you're watching the shows, whenever you, if you're watching back this podcast, when you're thinking back, like, God damn, Tom's right about Booker T, use hashtag tweet the table. Let us know. We'll read them right here, and this is the final one this week. At Devil Vam says, again, great content and wrestling on hashtag AEW Dynamite. Exclamation point. Varsity Blonde still improving. Couple of missteps. Love everything so far, but the damn production. Camera angles, switching to commercials, music playing over crowd noise for the first match. What are we doing? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, what was that when Excalibur was like, all right, stay here for picture and picture, and then we just had silence for like a minute and a half. They didn't have Man. it correct. 
They didn't have it mapped out. Yeah, they, we've said this. They like the punks, the Bryans, the Bray Wyatt's, the Adam Coles. When they're coming up, the, the Malachi Blacks, all that's going great. But like, where's the senior key grip? Where's the yeah. you know what I mean? The the you know now, catering know production you director this. or whatever the fuck their names are, man. God. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but they released a different video of CM Punk's debut Ooh, I did not watch that with yet. just me, yeah. audio from the truck, uh-huh. right? And here's the thing. Being an executive producer is very hard. Friday night, I'm going to be at Invicta. I'm going to have a headset on. I'm going to hear Corey Smith, my executive producer, uh, give me all the cues that I need to have to get fighters ready and moving and positioned and all that. And he is amazing. But with that being said... You don't stop. There's never a, hey, uh, I'm a little hungry. I think I might go get a snack. There's no break. Yeah. Like once the show starts, you're fucking in it, right? So it's a very hard and taxing job. But as we've said millions of times on this podcast, like it doesn't matter how good of a person you are. If you can't do the job, you need to step aside. And we gave them a leash, in my opinion. This is for me talking, maybe not for you. But, like, I gave them a leash for two years of, like, hey, you're still learning. I get it. We're still doing some things. And I even was trying to be a little bit more forgiving because, hey, now we're getting back on the road after 18 months. A little bit more difficult. Now you're in a different environment, not just Jacksonville all the time. But, yes, to, to Devil Vamp's point here, you got to tighten that stuff up. It can't keep happening. It's okay if it happens once a quarter. It's okay if it happens, you know, three times a year. But when I can say it happened six times this month, that's when we need to, again, we don't need any more hires in front of the camera. It needs to all be behind the camera. So that was hashtag tweet the table where you tell us what to talk about. We are the voice of the voiceless here at the Spanish announce table. So we did that. Now we get a gas bag, Tom. We get a gas yeah. bag. We had Rampage. We had Dynamite. By the way, we are recording Thursday night, which we typically mm-hmm. do. So Rampage is tomorrow, but the first Rampage uh, happened. Second Rampage. Oh, that's right. It was the second Rampage, right? With yes. the Punk. Yeah, Punk was yes. the second Rampage. Tomorrow night will be the mm-hmm. third, right? Yes. And then we had SummerSlam. We had NXT. We've had Dynamite. We've, we've talked about a lot of these things so far, so we don't necessarily need to go in chronological order of these shows, but let's hit anything else we didn't discuss what happened on that rampage by the way too what else happened after punk i forget let me roll through it here so rampage oh. was fun mm-hmm. because one of my favorite things in AEW is just watching eddie kingston act as if he's an 11 year old kid behind the big bad bully yeah with john moxley making his way to the ring we had john moxley versus um daniel garcia which was a really fun match uh and then we had a uh, private party jurassic event. express yeah and jurassic express uh advanced in the tournament they will face on dynamite the winner of the match between lucha bros and varsity blondes yep. which was the lucha bros so now on rampage tomorrow night we get jurassic express versus lucha bros let's do a quick uh who you got who you got in that matchup to face the young bucks oh, i think i i think the correct answer is lucha bros but i think they are going to put those I think they're going to give it to Jurassic Express, and mm-hmm. I think they'll win because I think they're like we got to give Jungle Boys something, if that makes sense. Oh, I, yes, I think. Yeah. I think twofold. I think one, yes, we need to capitalize on Jungle Boy has the most matches here. He's beating his body up. Let's give him at least a title. But then I also think of, hey, uh, 
this Luchasaurus pop, every time he gets the hot tag, is getting louder and louder when we've gone on the road. So let's capitalize on that as well. Let's get that tail whip, all of that stuff. Let me put in my nickel's worth of free advice here to the Lucha Express, though. Stop trying this suplex off the back of Lucha. Jurassic Express. Uh, oh, yeah, excuse me, Jurassic Express. Um, mm-hmm. Don't fucking do that anymore. They've it's twice scary. tried it and twice almost fucking killed each other. Mm-hmm. Let's not do it. Yeah. I will say, though, Friday night with the finals of this mini tournament, Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express, it's going to be fun. It's going to be oh, and the a crowd's knockdown gonna be dragon fight. Yeah, oh, the crowd's going to go nuts. We'll do our, our all-out picks when the time comes. Not this week, but I think probably next week. Uh, it has to be Jurassic Express. You know why. Hmm. You know why. I just figured it out. Dawned hmm. on me. Ah, what a goof, as Arne Anderson said one time in an iconic promo. Um it's going to be Jurassic Express because Andrade is going to be Pac. Lucha Bros are going to lose to Jurassic Express. Andrade is going to say, don't you hate being a loser with Pac? Come see me. There it is. And then they'll be the number one contenders. Yep. Right to start. Yep. We had Darby. Or, oh, yeah. Darby Allen, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston taking on the wingmen on Dynamite. The wingmen. God. This is my Yeah, this is my hot take for... AEW's current structure of television. The HFO is fine. It's good. Whatever. I understand. I like all the talent. I like Butcher and the Blade, although I think uh, Butcher is hurt right now. Private Party is still very fun. Bunny is is what she is, and I I like her. Uh, But let's replace Matt Hardy and the HFO with the Wingman. Anytime we think we need to have HFO on Dynamite, they get replaced with J.D. Drake or pretty Peter Avalon or Ryan Nemeth or Cesar Bononi. Like those guys are so entertaining. We haven't even seen the sensual sled on dynamite yet. Yeah. It's so great. You know what we did see? We saw the gun club versus the factory and God damn it. Tom, we forgot to get QT fucking Marshall on again. We promised him this week. Oh, how did we forget? How did we forget? Cutie, we're we're assholes. I don't know if we told you this, Cutie. It was a busy week, man. We met You got bumped we by met Pong, Eddie you know? Kingston. Yeah. yeah, but we got we met Eddie Kingston. I met War or we both met War Horse. I met Britt Baker. Look at this. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh I'm sorry, man. I will say this though about that match. I don't know if you paid attention to the records there, but how in the flying fuck is the gun club 12 and O in trios competition? Yeah. They, yeah. There's been 12 trios matches. Well, I understand that on dark and elevation, like that's but fine. There's been but 12 never, trios matches on dark. Like, has there only been 12 episodes of dark? Like what the fuck are we no, talking about? No, no, no. But like you never lost to the dark order. You never lost to death triangle. You never lost to John Moxley, Eddie Kingston and Darby Allen. Like, yeah. How the are fact you guys that undefeated? You even, the fa- I, I'm balking at the idea that there was 12 trios matches, let alone you won all of them. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> who's the tall one? The tall brother. That guy, know. right? Sk- tall skinny Not guy. Austin, right? Uh, right. He's a, it's Austin and not Colton. Austin. Colton. Colton. It's Colton, I think. Colton Gun. You know, go look up his record on AEW if you get a second. Mm. You'll be shocked at what his record is. I know it because it burned an image in my head that made me damn near drop my draw jaw to the ground. It was astronomically stupid. What are they? I'll are just they tell you. All Yeah, just tell yeah, me. Yeah, I'll just... 
24 and 0. He's 24 and 0. See, okay, see, I'm upset. I'm upset. I I we've seen dark. We've seen elevation. Are they are they counting house show matches that we're not seeing cuz he's had 12 trios matches and 24 singles matches. Well, no, I think the 12 I think the 12 is in the 20. Okay. But he's also yeah. had 12 singles matches and he's yeah. won them all. Oh, but remember, during the pandemic, they were doing three-hour darks. So, yeah, I totally. It's not shocking the amount of matches he's had. It's that he's never lost. He's never lost. Ryan and why Neiman. is he not? Yeah. Why, why is, is he, he not, not now up here challenging for titles? I've seen Darby yeah. Allen losing shit, right? I mean, like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on here. But, like, J.D. Drake doesn't beat him. I mean, yeah. are we serious? Come on. Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. The coolest move is... So Matt Hardy does the, I'm going to put my hands in my pocket, and he pulls out like 20 hundreds, and he gets super kicked for his troubles or whatever. The money goes flying. Orange Cassidy picks up a single hundred and slides that into his pocket and then fucking goes back to work. That was yeah. the cool. He's like, oh, I don't need all this shit. And it's yeah, I don't know, but I just need this one. Yeah, pick that up. Right. Give that to the fucking Uber. Uh- <laughs> what do you do next with Orange Cassidy, though? What, what What's next? See, that's the you deal. You bump him they they, they well, do missed. you bump him up against CM Punk? I don't know that you do. Well, yeah, I think you could get that match, right? You'll get Punk and Cassidy. But again, I the story of Cassidy is going to wane thin here, right? Like, now, now, because he never cares. It doesn't <laughs> matter to him, and that's why it doesn't matter to us because we just like him. He's not he's not a competitor, right? If he's he a was cooler like, Santino. Yeah, exactly. If he was out here like I need to get this win. Okay, then you lose. What the fuck's yeah, going he's like, on? He's like, I don't like, need the titles. Just like, I'm just they pay me. I'm here. Right. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go hang out later with some people. Yeah, I think I'm on TV tonight. Right. Check it out. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, that's why it'll never get old. At least not yet. So Jericho Ugh. stole Christian's idea. He's asking for one last match, and I this might be it, huh? Yeah, and this is why I think that. Couple reasons. One, AEW's follows through a lot so far when they make a stipulation they keep hold on it thinking of cody has yet to challenge for the yeah. world championship since he lost to jericho right so when they make stipulations they typically follow through on it two uh i don't have it here it's in my it's in my bedroom but i have the jericho book which is his career mm-hmm. right it would be weird to like write a 30 years of jericho and hey i'm gonna wrestle six more years right that's kind of weird so there's a there's whole history there and then three, Rampage needs someone because Mark Henry ain't doing it. So yeah, well, and MJF has not been defeated in a singles match in AEW, so that would be weird to waste that. No, he has uh, once. Remember, he lost to John Moxley for the World Championship, and then the next night, that's when he's like, "I need to join a group to get over," and that's what started the whole inner circle stuff. Because John Moxley couldn't yeah. do the paradigm shift, and when the ref wasn't looking, he did the paradigm shift, which right. should have been what fucking Jericho did when the ref wasn't looking. Oh, God, and yeah, hit I, the thought fucking still, I thought he was still rocking no loss, but it was Moxley. No, he lost yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he lost to Moxley. Yeah, well, fuck it. Yeah, I think this has got to be it, though. This would feel weird to go through all that just to have him beat MJF. Yeah, to have him, yeah, to go through the five labors, to lose the five labors, and all then of the just pinnacle be like, being a thing would be meaningless then, which is it still a thing? With the wheeler out. By the way, it looks like he might. They might have to do a one last match themselves. What? I mean, what a freak injury. Yeah. I will say this though. But he's gonna get the Paul Orndorff. It sounds like he's saying like he's losing grip and feeling and. Oh, what a freak, man! 
Don't you? They were on fire. They were doing great. That just that 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 uh, rivalry was too with Santana mm-hmm. and Ortiz. That's a gut punch. I sure hope this the ring hook. I, I can't believe we've never seen anything like that happen before. In the million years that wrestling's been on television, yeah, yeah, that's never happened. At least what we've seen. I hope not. I hope with modern medicine we can figure something out. God, what a gut punch. I sure hope that's not it. They're doing one more match this yeah. Wednesday on Dynamite. That's what I think. I'm kind of wondering, like, are they like, uh, oh, we'll let's see get it happens. in in case it has to be? Oh, man. Oh, that just breaks my heart. That is That sucks. Yep. That sucks if, it, if that is like, um, the end of it. SummerSlam, RK Bro, Tag Team Champs. Oh, hey, Tim. Hmm. Didn't know if you heard. But we love zany tag teams. Oh, yeah, the odd couple? The odd couple? I can't think of any better television. Why would you write any other story other than that in the tag team division? Hey, and then, you know, it's it's doing so well with the men. Let's go do it with the women and have Rhea Ripley and almost a superhero, Nikki, almost a superhero. No. Fucking. God damn it. God damn it. Okay, so the story is <laughs> Alexa Bliss is trying to take down the almost superhero. Mm-hmm. And she gets all weird and fiendy and she fucks up Nikki Cross and she becomes Nikki ASK, almost serial killer. And then oh, she gets that. all crazy again and then we're done with the superhero nonsense. Nikki ASK. You know what I would do? Hmm. I would draft one of those two because they're they both suck gimmicks, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Draft one of them to SmackDown, and have them come back as how they used to be, right? And when they say like, "Hey, uh, what's going on? Yeah, what happened to the superhero? Or what happened to the scary stuff?" Just have them easily say like, "Oh, I just had a case of the Mondays," mm-hmm. and then just go right back to fucking doing whatever they're doing. Yep. Because yeah, they eat a Snickers and they fucking. Yeah, I was hungry. They go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Product placement. Uh, speaking of uh, Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie, and I guess Dewdrop's going to not be a thing now, but she's going to keep the name Dewdrop. Well, she likes it. That's what she said on Raw. I like it. Uh, terrible. Terrible. And now we're going to get Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, because that's what we've always wanted was Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, with Alexa Bliss being the spooky girl and Charlotte being the the – queen heel 76 time this champ the the alexa bliss thing is a step down from the fake diesel and razor ramon but it's pretty goddamn close now mm. Mm. you know what i mean point. yeah like it's just kind of like this is why you guys can't like this is why the artist matters like the you know what i mean the the drive and the passion to play the character matters and like you can't just be like oh that's a great character you play it because you're gonna get this you know what i mean where it's like okay She's probably pulling it's it off fine. better than any other girl would. Yeah, it's like, fine. And standalone, if we never saw the the Bray Wyatt character or the Fiend character, I yeah. think this would be awesome. But we did, and so you let the genie out of the bottle. Well, we've also we seen can't... Abaddon, so. Yeah, oh, Abaddon. God, I miss her. We mm. need her more off. Oh, spewing blood. Oh, she's fucking hot. <laughs> right? I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! 
Love Man. It. Is it the blood part? Is that what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> but my nipples get hard, and then I also start thinking weird things. It's, I'm scared and horny. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. I'm sending this as a TikTok to Abaddon. All right. Um. Oh, trust me. I've talked to my therapist about this so many times. <laughs> I don't get it. Do you show them the video? Like, look at it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, like, I'm like, Chuck, what is going on Chuck. here? He's like, yeah, that's his name. I was like, Chuck, what goes on here? And he's like, I don't see what, why you're struggling with this. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not. It makes me feel uncomfortable to like this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to push her and hug her at the same time. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I love her. I don't want to meet her in a dark alley, but I want to turn out the lights. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody still in the chat? She says, oh, oh Theo God. says, too bad Jeff Hardy is jobbing at WWE. He could be on AEW so we can see the return of Willow. Please don't. 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 Keezy. Speaking of don't. He got his song, you know. Speaking there. of don't, we had a United States Championship match. Damian Priest and Sheamus. And albeit, okay, yeah. Damian Priest with the as the U.S. title. Yeah, fine. Mm. But I thought it's weird because double champs are very rare. In WWE. I think the last one was Seth Rollins when he was United States champ and then heavyweight champion, right? Right. But it felt so fresh and new when Bobby Lashley and Damian Priest were staring each other down as if it was like, uh, we want to lock horns. But you know, well, Damian Priest isn't going to come out on top because he's the United States champ. If you would have found some way to have Sheamus retain but still make Damian Priest look strong, and then the next night he's going head-to-head with Bobby Lashley? Oh! I might believe he's got a shot at it. Yeah, but, yeah, I just... mm. Yeah. Um, Usos retain the titles over the Mysterios. Okay, who's going heel here? Is it Dominic or is it Ray? It's Dominic. You think? It should be Ray. It should be Ray. It It should should be Ray. If you would hashtag hire Tom... It would be Ray. Yes. It's overprotective dad. Hey, you're not doing it the right way. Or it's jealous dad. Maybe he starts getting a little fire and a little like, hey, 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 hey. Look at the fucking truck. It's my goddamn picture on the truck. I mean, both would be great. Both would be great. But one of them's turning heel, but I think both. You start with overprotective dad, right? And then he's yeah, but I want they need to fight each other. They need to fight each other. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We talked about Becky fucking Drew and Jinder. Jinder did not get cut in half. Or, you know, one of his minions oh, did not get I cut know. in half. Oh, I know. What a dumb mistake that was. God, that was so funny. Nobody got stabbed with a sword. Then what the fuck was it for? I don't know. Dumb. Double threat, women's title. We kind of discussed that, right? Like fucking mm-hmm. Flair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Edge Seth Rollins. We hit that. And then, oh, Goldberg Lashley. I like how MVP's like, hey, man, somebody jump in the ring and beat his ass. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't know it's Goldberg's son. Yeah. Look at how many videos we have of Earl Hebner face kicking people as hard as he can uh, because he doesn't know who the hell jumped in. Going to give you a list, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) I was telling you this, I think, on on the drive up to St. Louis is, you know, if... MVP identified the son and was like, hey, we beat up Goldberg. Now let's just rub it in and kick his ass too. 
okay, I can boo that. But when overzealous dumb shit son just jumps in the ring, oh, I don't give a fuck. Did you see the tweet that said, like, Bobby Lashley did the right thing. Goldberg's kid had it coming ever since he did this, and it showed when he was doing the dab on the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, he had it coming yeah. ever since that moment. Yeah. Man. Credit to Lashley. Mm -hmm. And then Cena loses in Brock and Roman. We kind of hit that, too. Yeah. Yeah. NXT also happened. So what? Okay, give me give me your thoughts. Let's talk about it. Mm. Adam Cole lost. Kyle O'Reilly won. Mm -hmm. Is Adam Cole, in your opinion, if you had to place a bet, twenty dollars, you never want to see again. Where is Adam Cole going? I think he's going to AEW. I like. I mean, I could see him on the WWE main roster, but like, I, I just feel like. I mean, we've seen hints from dmd on our twitter punk is wearing ac on i don't know who else ac could be now punk could be trolling yeah you know what i mean that's what like, I thought. you know and the hints could just be misconstrued from dmd or it so. could just be like haha this is what they'll think i don't give a or shit. or she's playing along yeah yeah i kind of don't know adam cole's one where i worry that like okay be like okay he's coming to the main roster but you're gonna make him fucking lose to the miz and morrison which you know of course they broke up but mm. yeah like it's not going to go well for Adam Cole, so I don't know why he would make that decision unless it's a fuck ton of money. But it sounds like nowadays a fuck ton of money is available elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, I for whatever reason, I've never met Adam Cole. I don't know Adam Cole, you know, like I know other wrestlers, indie wrestlers in right. the area. Adam Cole's like not that, had the know? opportunity to meet you yet. Right, exactly. But for whatever reason, I just have this feeling that he feels that he needs to like complete this task. He needs to have a match at WrestleMania because I believe he has not done that. And I think being a, you know, child uh, fan of the WWE, that is a goal of his. And I think he like, it's so close. Why would it, then I now just run away from that? Like, Give me all the money, and I just want to get that WrestleMania match. I think that is, and again, I have no, no I reason to think that. Just, so that's my gut. I also think we see on the main rosters, they are going now with, like, you need to be a full-on character. You need to be a, like, comic book-style character with mm -hmm. with accessories that we can monetize. Oh. And, yeah, and, and I, I don't know that Adam Cole is that. They don't know how to write Adam Cole. They don't know how to market Adam Cole oh, on the main roster. They know how to do that. It's just that the Miz has to step aside. Adam Cole could be the Miz in sure. a heartbeat. But do you see what I mean? Like that that's yeah. But even that, the Miz, like, yeah, his second world title run here existed, but it's not like they were like, Miz is the guy, right? He was a stopgap yeah. and storyteller mm -hmm. there. So like I just don't Eh. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I also am not like wishing for a whole bunch of other people to show up on AEW. Like we're getting full over there. So, and, and uh, my gut feeling on Bray Wyatt, as far as free agents, you know, going places, I don't think he goes to AEW. Mm. I think he goes to Impact because I think he says I can then do legitimately whatever the fuck I want. I just don't like. Look, I don't know the numbers on some of these contracts, but Impact can't pay the money these other places can, can they? Well, but and you're not going to this... be seen. Well, 
maybe that's when he thinks I can bring the eyeballs, right? I don't know him again personally, but what I'm thinking is it's a reduced schedule. He has how many kids now? Cause he had, he has two now with Jojo and he had, I think three yeah, that. before that. So it's a reduced schedule. I'm a big fish in a little pond and that forbidden door is always open. So if I do want to do the all out match against CM Punk, let me over there. Tony Connell, let me in. And then I can go back to I'm doing worried. my fun schedule. I don't know schedule. that I've got time to be watching another fucking series of programming to keep up on the Bray Wyatt storyline, you know? Yeah, but, you know, there's wrestle talk. There's your five-minute recaps. You can keep up that way. All right. And you don't have to watch Raw and SmackDown. So there's yeah, true six that. hours of your day That's or true. five hours of your day, you know? And they righted the ship and got uh, Cameron Grimes one over on uh, L.A. Night wins the million dollar championship which then turns out to be a replica and ted dibiase laughs his way out and see yeah but then there goes that so i felt like you didn't even let cameron grimes just have fun for a week yeah well it goes back to originally it was like god damn ted dibiase <laughs> you yeah, know like, that's yeah. true yeah because that's how we all started <laughs> yeah. with this i guess that's true right. yeah that's come full circle that way like, you should yeah. never trust his fucking ted man yeah Don't trust the million dollar man he could have like sold him the belt back, right? Like, and then been like, it's a fucking replica. And he'd been laughing on his way out, right? Yeah. All right. Um, let's see what else. Oh, um, Kel Gonzalez. Kind of surprised by this. Retaining the uh, women's championship. They seem to be high on her, and I don't get it. I, yeah. I don't care. Here's the other person. Uh, now that we're going through all this stuff, because well, I guess let's talk about the main event: Samoa Joe, Karrion Cross. Yeah. Samoa Joe becomes your first three-time three NXT champion. Now, if you watch the interview Ariel Hawani did on BT Sport, I think uh, their YouTube channel, he interviews Nick Khan, and Nick Khan outright says, "In a couple weeks." Led by Triple H, NXT is getting a whole new reformatted show. A whole rebranding, yep. So, I just, if that's the case, rebranding to me doesn't scream Samoa Joe. Yeah. 2005 wrestler right. Samoa Joe. You know what I mean? So, like, what are they doing? I don't know. I, and then the Karrion Cross thing. He looked like a wet dream of the tag team demolition. Didn't he? Look, this idea of that, right? This Mad Max style demolition ascension. I Demolition is the only time it worked. Mm -hmm. And you had pretty solid fucking talents, you know what I mean? Like that had been around for a long time fucking doing it all, like this. Karen, in a different like, time. In a different you know, time. The 80s are different than right now. Yeah, I just, like... I... It was clear that they were like, Karen Cross, we got to find something that we can fucking sell for to represent Karen Cross. And so they tried that fucking hourglass, right? And they tried that. They really did. And then somebody was like, that ain't fucking working. Go to my closet. Get my sex gear and bring it out here and yeah. put it on this guy. I, and his body language spoke of him being like, this fucking sucks. He doesn't want to do well, it. Well, did you see? Well, did you see also on top of that, uh, after the NXT takeover, the crowd just said bye and started chanting Jeff Hardy at him. And he was like, really? Well, really? That's this the thing. is how I'm going to end here? So, like, 
that was a murder of his character going on in the main roster, right? Like, they shouldn't have done that. And then, like, when you realize, like, oh, man, that was kind of fucked up, like, then you also are like, let's also take away your entrance, take away your valet, and change your gear into something stupid. Like, did he fucking say something wrong? Like, did yeah. he park in the wrong parking space? Did he try space? to kiss Stephanie or did something? He, and Did he take the last yeah. pancake in fucking catering? Yeah, I don't know, but they hate him, it seems like. And But th- this is the thing. Since the last great NXT call-up that I can think of was Finn, right? Finn comes up, he beats Roman Reigns, then he beats Seth Rollins, he's the champ. Ah, he separated his shoulder, go fuck yourself, right? Yeah. Since then, they've all said to NXT. And even that with the Finn Balor, at least that one was just because they got out of the way, right? Finn Balor, again, same thing. Like, whatever was working with Karrion Cross was working, mm-hmm. right? Like, it wasn't our mm-hmm. cup of tea even, I don't think. We liked the entrance, but, like, it was working. Mm-hmm. And you just changed all of it. Like, what did you think was going to happen that you were like, I'll make it better? I don't know. It's 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 old men who I feel have checked out and have just said, we're selling everything. Let's sell everything. If we can't sell our, you know, we sold our network to, to Peacock. We're selling our merchandise to major league baseball or whatever that deal was. We're selling, you know, everything we can. And now let's sell what's on these motherfuckers. Sell that hat, sell those tassels, sell like just sell everything. We don't care. Just sell it. Yeah, we've discussed them and being a circus, just, but they've gone full carny with it at this point, right? Like, I think they've just gone full bloated king. They're just the fat yeah. king making bad decisions because no one's been even trying to come at their throne. No one told me they look stupid in that shirt. Yeah, while little nerdy Tony Khan over here is like, I'm gonna come up there and I'm gonna get you. <laughs> My dad's rich; he's richer than you. And then, like, there he goes. That's a good Tony Khan person. Well, I hate that we hit that as like the last topic we had because this was a fun, exciting week of wrestling. Well, hey, let's hit it on this one though. Right. Okay, let's leave it up on a on a good note here. Uh, we got Rampage tomorrow. We got yes. Tay Conti versus the Bunny. We got uh, Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. We got in tag team action Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler taking on Christian Cage and the Elite Dork. Kazarian, Dude, I, what are you looking forward to with Rampage? Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler tag teaming up. They are going to do some of the best shit we've seen on TV. In, and I can't remember how long. They're going to do some zany shit. Oh, it's going to be great. Brandon Cutler Especially is with just Christian playing in the this mix. role the best. And remember, we've been told from all accounts, like Christian is the fucking Pat Patterson of this time frame of like working out a match and, and explaining why. And then you get these like comedic, you know what I mean, dudes in here? And Kazarian's no slouch on the comedy himself. We might see some, you know, some good oh, shit in this match. And then Don Callis, you know, is going to be oh out there God. looking like Pepto-Bismol again. He'll have yeah. uh, Nakazawa out there, maybe. Uh, oh, um, it's going to be fun. The whole crew. Look, the whole crew together is better than their the individual of their parts. So I'm going to give them that, right? When they whole, all roll out as the fucking rubber band bullet club group you know what i mean all 20 of them are out there you got don Callis, you've got the young bucks you've got the good all of them acting like dorks is better than like when i've got to see any individual one of them right or two of them there's only there's only four of them i don't like and they're the two tag teams if you got rid of the two tag teams there'd be fine everything else is great yeah yeah, everything else is great i just do not like those two tag teams teams. yeah yeah they're and 
specifically, I don't like Carl Anderson and and Matt Jackson. If I had to like even boil it down more, and then if I had to boil it down even more, I just don't like Matt Jackson. Yeah, fuck that. He's guy. so arrogant for never doing anything. What the fuck, man? God, you're so weird. Anyhow, um, Tay Conti though gets back on TV. Man, she's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I like I mean, that her character. I'm excited where wrestling's at. This punk thing is is obviously got the whole world like it's bringing people back. Right, they're drawing huge numbers. They sold out the Chicago Bulls arena without ever billing the guy's name. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At, at 10 p.m. on a Friday night, and then got a million plus people yeah. to watch it on TV. So they're doing something right, and the future's looking up. We're we're gonna get Daniel Bryan over there. It sounds like it. You know, we might get Adam Cole and Bray Wyatt. WWE's changing they seem to be moving into a new era on the main rosters and changing nxt up who the fuck knows man we've got a lot yeah going and on. and what i'll say that i didn't say on the instant reaction with cm punk is now that we've done two segments with him because now he's been in milwaukee you know i think it's whether you like him or you don't the energy around just his appearance and his it's humongous yeah yeah, just the energy. It's, again, you got people that are like, fuck this. He was never good. He's not a needle mover. And then you got people who are crying and saying, like, this is the person in wrestling that I've always looked forward to seeing. But, like, he's like the new Cena. When Cena was at his height and you were going, let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. That is now CM Punk right now, where it's a mainly positive. But even the negative is like, just, I got to see it. What's next? Yeah. And so, I well, love it's it. unprecedented. I love we it. haven't seen something like this maybe ever so it'd be interesting but since he is no longer the voice of the voiceless i want to remind you that we are we are the voice of the voiceless here at the spanish announce table and we urge you to use your voice and we will broadcast it out to the world here using hashtag tweet the table on twitter and we'll read them right here but until next time we got to go we got some shit to get done and tom's gonna go look at that picture for a while the spanish announce table